Ready? Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 4-3. Thank you for joining. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell, and I'm in the middle of laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's that little Yoshi noise happens like at the right time every time. <laughs> this this is... Yes. So if you haven't guessed already, uh, we are a video game music podcast. It's just, as it says in the title of the show... That's what you're going to get. Thanks for uh, thanks for downloading us. Thanks for checking us out. And thanks for jamming along as we serenade you with some awesome tunage. All right. So, um, anything for top of the show? We got we got to keep it a little short, and we'll explain later. <laughs> but for now, what you got? Um, life has been interesting. Uh, I am getting into a lot of stuff with my job. I get to do what may well be my first out-of-state emergency blood donation, which could be fun. Okay. Um, I'm hooked on La Mulana again because of the topic of this episode got me, remind, reminded me of it, and now I'm back <laughs> in pog form. And I, as I try <laughs> to play and figure out where I left off, having beaten every boss but the last one, but not knowing which of the gajillion puzzles I have, but have solved but haven't solved in the process of getting to open the final nonsensical it's la mulana it's la mulana (laughs) it's the best hardest game you've ever played it's awesome um i'm playing a game called grand kingdom which is really cool um i bought it alongside star ocean 5 but was ignoring it because it's star ocean over here but another friend of mine mike bought grand kingdom also and he kept talking about it to the point where i was like i gotta see what this is all about plus no one else is playing it so all the more reason why someone should so i started it up last night very good oh it's pretty slick yeah it's uh how to describe it he he compared it to sort of like dragon force if anyone listening has heard of that game it's dragon force without the large-scale armies and you have you get to create your little mini units or mini battle parties to fight. So also kind of like ogre battle in that regard. Okay, but it's slick. It's been pretty cool so far, and the artwork is oh, it's beautiful, man. Cool. So well, how about yourself, there? Well, I was gonna say the only dragon force I know is through the fire and the flames. We need to change that. <laughs> um, no, actually, I haven't really had a chance to um, play a whole lot. We had a big Fourth of July thing here. You joined us. We had a good time. We got a lot of rain for some reason. Um, yeah, and then um, I've been watching uh, Summer Games Done Quick 2016. Um, members of the speedrunning community speedrunning video games for like a whole week straight. So um, by the time this episode airs, it would have been just has been over. But go online, go to YouTube, go to the Twitch archives, check it out. I think the next one they're going to do um, is just called Awesome Games Done Quick, and that would be for 2017. And that will be next year, obviously, and probably uh, I think it's I think it's February or January. It's in, it's it's cold when it airs. I know that much. <clears throat> Otherwise, yeah, I don't have a lot of like stuff I'm playing right now. Um, I've just been kind of in between things, as it were, as it do, as as I often am, as it do. Let's get in today's topic because there's a lot about today's topic. So it's summertime. So we did the winter levels in December. And it was very fitting. Nice, chilly, Arctic blast. Right. And then we did the water levels, what, back in like May? No, apparently April. No, it was April. April. The water levels in April. Spring thaw. Drip, drip, drip. Now it's time for the summer. It's time for the fire levels. Burning hot. Burning hot. And in uh, perfect, just right on time, it is like 90 degrees with this insane humidity out here in Delaware. And my AC just decided to break. So, whereas Rob over here is not used to such heat, no. I come from a place of fire worship, <laughs> where a man can wake up in a hot sweat with no problem whatsoever and have to deal with it. So this is almost going back to my roots. So. I I grew up without central air or any air conditioning or anything like that. And then um, once I moved out, I was like, nope, never again. And God, I just I want to be comfortable, and this is killing me. So, got all the hot equipment on, hot hot equipment. We're gonna listen to some hot hot music, and we're gonna drip some hot hot sweat. Yeah, as we talk about the burn effect. Got, got a lot of con- got a lot of condensation on my my glass of lemonade. <laughs> 
At least yours is hydrating. I'm drinking a soda. Yeah, that's all good. It's mostly it's the 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 percent of volume is still liquid, so you're going to be hydrated. Fingers crossed. I'm telling you. All right, uh, four dash three. Pernell, why don't you kick us off? All right. Um, in this particular episode case, I kind of ran the gamut across consoles, so you're yeah. going to get a little bit of everything from me. Um, but I'm going to start with. A uh, typical staple favorite of mine, the Mega Man series, right. and what I consider to be my favorite of the fiery tunage tracks from classic Mega Man. <clears throat> classic. Um, <laughs> and that track will be from Mega Man 10, Solar Inferno, the theme to the Solar Man stage. Welcome back to the burning hot heat that comes from the Solar Inferno. <laughs> that being the track from the Solar Man stage located in the underappreciated Mega Man 10, written and composed by... We have uh, Yasuaki Fujita, the composer of Mega Man 3. Oops, see, there it is. That just kind of explains right there why this track came up. There was no fire levels in Mega Man 3. That's right. He didn't get a chance to work his chops. <laughs> Yeah, it's got kind of it does have a, a, the feeling of Mega Man Three, the kind of uh, the kind of bluesy kind of bling, 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 bling. but this section, this is where it works. Oh man! And it actually, for me, this track promotes the instant. It makes me want to do speed runs on the level. Yeah. There was a slide option in the game. <coughs> There's no well, slide. No, nah, this is that was one of the concessions, quote unquote, to the classic Mega Man loving fan base. Oh, I because see. apparently they believed that the slide was blasphemous. They were wrong, but wow! I didn't, I didn't realize. I guess it's like it's just pure gameplay. There's no Mega Buster, not no charge shot, huh. and no slide. So they removed those things as a sense of keeping it pure. Interesting. Yeah. But, so yeah, I've only played the, the the newer ones. I've only played nine. We we actually beat that one together, and then I just I never bought ten. Never got around to getting into it. Yeah, I, I bought it and all the DLC for it. I just never worked. I beat each stage individually. But I've never beaten every stage in one go. <laughs> to actually do the Wily levels and whatnot. It's a very strange condition to have experience with the game, but that's what I roll. Well, one day we'll have to just sit down and just get through the whole thing. That'd be fine with me. Mm. Any excuse I have to play through games I have sitting around is a good one for me. Mm. That's a good choice. This is a really good choice. Get that, get that Mega Man going. Yes, and there, there will be more Mega Man. Just, <clears throat> just saying. Yeah. This, there's got to be. There's so much, like... Like, there's always, like, a specific type of thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this... I don't know, I almost felt guilty, but I'll talk about it later when we get to that track, but... That's uh, all right. I, um... I kind of went back into some of my, my, uh... Some of my backups for some of my picks. Uh-oh. Which is what... I mean, like, the one... Not Rystar! Yes, Rystar. Oh, God! I'm starting with Rystar. Why, what is with you in Rystar today? <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> I like Rystar. I just feel like giving you crap for Rystar all. This is my, uh, all right, I'm going to play uh, round 3-1. It's called The Busy Flare from Rystar for the Sega Genesis. This is my favorite track from the game. It's by Tomoko Sasaki.
You're listening to Rystar for the Sega Genesis. This is round 3-1 Busy Flare by the composer Tomoko Sasaki. I love this song. This is this I think this is the best song for Rystar. It honestly is the best track in the game because I'm pretty positive that typically when I play this game, I usually shoot for this stage. And sometimes the music-y world, too, because of all the weird... But, um... <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This plan is Scorch. Yeah, the music one had all the weird voices in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I almost played that one on the uh, the stage four, the level four uh, episode that we had, because it was just so weird, but... I felt like it didn't didn't have like a it didn't have like a coherent like composition like they were all because it was like oh there was like four different parts. Same for stage. a wild card stage, a wild card um, episode, <laughs> and then you could just say if it's no real theme, it's just awesome, and I want to play it. When we uh, when when Pernell came over, we were sitting in the living room just like talking about like tracks and stuff, and then all of a sudden he was like, "You picked Rystar, didn't you?" <laughs> I did. Yeah, I I called it because it was pretty clear. It's like you're just gonna go with the yeah. Rystar. I was like, "Yep," and I can't ultimately hate you for it because. Rystar is an awesome game, and this is a great track. And I mean, in the end, we're here for good music, regardless of how often it comes from one game. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably gonna we we're 33 episodes into this podcast. I'm gonna say the next 33, I'm gonna cover all of the Rystar tracks, <laughs> all of them, even the boss themes. I need to have a boss theme two episode at least. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Wait, did we actually have a boss theme episode? I don't, I don't think we did. Oh, mercy. Topic time. I think it might be coming soon. I'll have to check that one out. All right. So um, what I like about this track, obviously the awesome Genesis sound. Um, I love... The backbeat, man. The backbeat. The thing in the thing in the background, the little... The like the little chords in the background. And I, I, just, I love the melody. It's just so cool. I'm just loving the fact that as great as the track is, I keep hearing him bouncing off of walls because... <laughs> He makes a sound. He makes like a plunk sound effect whenever he bounces off of walls while he's in shooting star mode. And it's like, pong, 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 pong. But um, that's what I'm hearing. It's almost like I'm playing the game. I'm I, getting taken back to it. I love Rystar. Like, I never played this as a kid, but I still, I feel like, I, I played this last year when we, when we played it on the show, just like to kind of get a handle on it. And I think this is one of my favorite Genesis games. That's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a great game. I think it was underappreciated for its time, actually. Um, Sonic Team did it. It was their breakaway from the actual Sonic games at the time. Yeah, yeah, it had a, it had a very Sonic kind of look to it, um, but like it was just so different. And the, God, the music is so good. Sonic is very fast. This guy is really slow. Sonic can jump high. Rystar can barely leap. He can barely get off the ground. <laughs> it, was, it was it was very different. Yeah, yeah. From their usual style, but the look it carried the look. Oh, I, I love the look. The shiny, bright colors. It's it was a gem and. It, it just burst it with personality, and you people are the reason why I never got a Rystar <laughs> 2. More people should have played it. Uh, well, you know what? We got this game, and this game is not a, not a super short game by any means, especially for the Genesis, and, and the soundtrack is so... It's long. It's a quite a large soundtrack. And it is true. It's a lengthy title. So I feel like we got a lot out of it. You know, I, I'm not going to feel bad about a sequel. I, 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 you know, it's nice to have new titles and new ideas. We got a lot of meat with these potatoes. Totally, totally. You know what? This is, this is also the first time my only Genesis track for today. I am kind of shocked, man. <laughs> I know, I'm I play, almost afraid of what else you picked. I play a lot of Genesis music. So um, let's break out of this and get into your next track. All right. I'm going to take a break from the Megas. And move on to a role-playing game choice here. Um, it's from a pretty well-liked stage of mine in the history of playing titles. It is the Ifrit Gorge, and it is from the game Tales of Eternia, known in the States as Tales of Destiny 2. Huh. So give it a ring-a-ding-ding! <laughs> Flame on! Flame on!
Welcome back. You are speeding your way through the Ifrit Gorge <laughs> in the game Tales of Eternia slash Tales of Destiny 2, written and composed by my man, man, <laughs> Motoi Sakuraba. But I think he has some help on this game, too. Wasn't there another name we had? Yeah, we also have Shinji Tamura, but this definitely sounds like Motoi Sakuraba because it's got that kind of um, prog, rocky, like, drumbeat thing going on. This track is interesting because in far as far as this game goes, most of the dungeon tracks and the exploration tracks, pretty much almost the entire game outside of certain battle themes, there's they're not very pumped, they're not very tense. But uh for this particular dungeon, the way it works out is they spelled it as Ifrit, E F R E E T because apparently they wanted to be different or the translation team just really borked it. A little bit of both probably. But uh, what happens is you get to this dungeon and you have to get to the bottom and tame Ifrit so that he, you know, you collect his spirit and you can use him later in the game. Mm-hmm. But the Ifrit gorge is so hot, hot that you need to use <laughs> The um, Undini, the spirit of water, has to help you. She creates a water barrier that surrounds you, and it gives you, I think the dungeon gives you like 20 or 30 minutes total to get into the dungeon, get to the bottom of it, beat the boss, and get back out. So 30 minutes sounds like a lot of time, and but, it really is, but we're talking the entire dungeon. So Battles it, and all. So is it, is it timing you even through doing, like, um, not like the menus, but like... Even the menus. Oh, my God. If you're in the menu, the clock's still ticking. Oh, so geez, man. you literally get 30 minutes. You can't even pause the game. Oh, wow. So take your bathroom break first, because it's about to get hot in here. <laughs> and uh, it's a really awesome concept, I think, and it really added a lot of pressure to just burn it through the game. And this music is a fantastic accompaniment mm. to that situation yeah. in the game as it is. Um, so when we had the idea of doing fire levels, I could not in good conscience yeah, not absolutely. pick this track. It this would have been wrong. Well, this is a great track. And yeah, it feels like it's moving fast. Like, you're moving real, real fast. Like, you just got to get there. I love the opening with the uh, with that bass, and then, like, the hi-hats come in. I love that kind of, like... That kind of arrangement, you know? Yes. You I feel know. like the drummer's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, all of a sudden, like, these violins come in, and it's like, whoa. Yes, it's super cool. A, super cool track. It's so good. Mm. Like, I, I might have to try this one again. I probably have a save file outside of the dungeon just to dope around in it. Are your PS1 still hooked up, or is this on my... Uh, I use PS2. I, I haven't had... My PS1... I went... Fun fact, audience. Oh, that's right. I went through, yeah. like, four PS1s <laughs> because the CD... The, the clamps that held in CDs on that thing were terribly built. So yeah. taking out this, even the proper way, oh, ultimately broke them on When me. we moved recently, when we moved back in February, I had a box of all my old systems, like my PS1, PS2, my Dreamcast. My PS, my very first PS1 is still in there. And it works? And it, I don't, okay, I don't know if it still works. You want to check that. It's just been moved around a lot. But I remember I marked it um, with my name on it because I used to take it around with me to like uh, conventions and stuff. Yeah. And I know that because that's the one that my friend modded for me so I could play like imports and things. Oh, so you probably took the cons for like Beatmania and DDR. Yeah, yeah. So I could, because this was right before like DDR made it out into the state. So I, I could play like all of the uh, like uh, DDR fifth mix and stuff like that. Well, speaking of which, you might be taking a trip to Dave and Buster soon to get that random nostalgia fix in just for the heck of it because a new one's coming out. Oh, this week, I think, actually. At Dave and Buster's, uh, I'm probably going up there just to say, "Hey, I'm out of shape, but I remember the days." It's been a while. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I've been playing ITG for so long. I'm, I, I've, every time I go back to like a DDR Max or DDR Extreme or something, I'm just let down by like. Well, sometimes it's not just about the challenge. It's also just about good tunes, man. Yeah, that's true. Step into good music. Would like to hear some of the like, classic tracks again. It's been a very long time. Although that was a lot of the reason I stopped playing DDR, because I just, I'd heard the same music over and over again well, way too often. With 700 tracks on the thing at this point, oh, okay. I think that's so bad. to find. <laughs> You'll find some new stuff. Right. It's called DDR Ace, I think it was. I'll have to look that up. I had no idea. I'm out of the loop on that. Well, right. I stay involved in games I don't get access to hold. <laughs> So I'm going to keep it on the prog rock joint, and I'm moving on to an NES title. Um, actually, I've been meaning, I've been really wanting to play this game um, for a while since we started the show. Just looking for an excuse to play it, and um, almost played it on the level four episode, but I did not. This is Stage Four: World of Fire from the game Crisis Force for the Nintendo Entertainment 
system. Oh snap, it's a crisis. Listening to Stage 4, World of Fire from the game Crisis Force for the NES by Kenichi Matsubara, Yasuhiko Mano, and Jun Chuma. And this this has this is one of my all-time favorite classic Nintendo soundtracks, because it's just every song has so much energy and it has so much just there's so much going on. It doesn't sound like there's only just the the, the four channels being mixed. And I love it when people like when composers um, mix NES tracks that sound like there's more to it. I'm just flabbergasted by the fact that you told me this is the sequel to Life Force. Yeah, there's there's Life Force, and then they make Crisis Force. And I'm pretty sure this came out at like the very very end of the NES life cycle. Like I think the SNES might have already just come out or something. But it messes with my head even still because like, is this you said this is called is this called Crisis Force? Crisis Force. Yeah. It was made as a sequel to Life Force. Yeah, it's Konami. It's a it's a vertical shooter. Um, it looks like it, it has like Super Nintendo level like graphics. It looks amazing. But thing about it is that it was made in Japan, but in the states it was called Life Force. But over there it was called Salamander. Salamander. Yeah. So, so it's interesting they went with the Force Tut moniker still. But I mean, I guess I could just do more research. No, 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 I'm not knocking <laughs> for it. I'm th- honestly, I'm thinking it's very possible. Maybe that they maybe they chose that name, and it was like, hey. Life Force was a much better name than Salamander. Let's just go with this. <laughs> Actually, um, when you brought it up today, I had no idea it was called Salamander. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even remember how I learned it, but yep, it's called Salamander. And it was like a side story game from the Gradius series. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So um, it was previous. So yeah, it uses the same chip on the NES that was previously used on Gradius 2 for the Famicom. So. That's why you get those extra, like, drum hits and stuff going on in there. That sounds pretty badass. Oh, I like this track. I want to play the game now, personally. Yeah, actually, every track is so good. I'm sure it's, like, just hard as knuck, like, hard as nails, you know? But it's just, um, but the music is amazing. But the gameplay looks incredible. Like, as you get power-ups, your ship gets bigger um, and changes shape, which I think is really cool, but probably makes it really hard to dodge, like, enemies and stuff. Mm. Gotta get down with this. I'm just listening to, like... I this is one of those tracks where well it's twofold. One, I am playing La Bulana, and even when I don't have the game running, I'm thinking about it because it's really addictive <laughs> right now. I'm at the I'm at the end, darn it. We um, keep coming over and he's like, Rob, there's a menu I didn't realize. I, yeah, I found a menu that I didn't even know I had. It was related to some of the PC software you can install on the game. Play the game and find out what I'm talking about. But you can install the PC software and it unlocked a new menu that was required to solve a puzzle that quite frankly I'm going to play through the game again, and I'm going to try to do it faster because I don't even know how to explain it. Anyway, the point is, hot stuff coming yeah, through. This is hot stuff. I'm glad the fan feels like it's finally kicking in the room here. That's a relief. <laughs> so, yeah, I just saw uh, Here we go. So this came out in 1991, and the SNES came out in 19... The Super Famicom, anyway, came out in 1990. So that's pretty impressive <laughs> that they were still like, you know what? We got to release this thing. <laughs> this is awesome. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you chose this track, and I'm glad that you have informed me that this game has an existence. Yes, this game exists, and it has one of the greatest soundtracks. So I really yeah, go check it out, like whenever you can, because it's it's just a great, and it's it's just a great listen. Oh. Great listen, yeah. Oh yeah, because one thing about me for sure in regards to this show, and it may come across as I choose tracks, is that 
For me, tracks tend to have the most influence when I hear them in the game they exist in. Like when I heard Mr. Gimmick for the first time, I wanted to hear it in the game because (laughs) the tracks are awesome. I wanted to have game-based context. So hearing this music and how great it sounds means I have to find the game to play it because I need to know what was going on when the track is played in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, I was putting emphasis on that. You could tell as I was tapping the desk (laughs) when I said it. That's how I get down. Emphasize. Yeah. yeah, right. All right, so. Okay, hear that little section again. All right, your last track. Don't make it sound so final. Well, no, we still have another section at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. The listeners may not know about it. This is true. Let's save that for later. <laughs> um, more fire, more flames, more blaze, more heat. Got a track for you. You might like it, and it's from a game that you either may not have heard of or, quite frankly, is just really underappreciated, which I can explain later. But the track is called Blazing Internet, and it's from the game Mega Man Battle Network. No, Mega Man Network Transmission. Give it a listen. Jamming out to Blazing Internet. What a great name. (laughs) Blazing Internet. Blazing Internet from Mega Man Network Transmission, which is written and composed by Shinji Huso, Ayako Sasso, and Yosuke uh, Yasui, and that's just for the Nintendo GameCube. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a hilarious concept, too, because for those not in the know, Mega Man Battle Network is basically a spinoff series of the Mega Man classic games that takes place on the Internet. And this game was released on the GameCube, and it's kind of a hybrid of gameplay styles from the classic Mega Man gameplay, as far as platforming and shooting, and the Battle Network games, as far as your attacks all being based off of chips that you install into Mega Man and use. So, you are actually in a section of the internet that is on fire. <laughs> That's cool, <laughs> man. It's just hilarious. Yeah, you, but cool. you know a lot about these games. I, I don't know anything about them. That's they're just they work. They were a lot more on the, the Game Boy Advance. No, nah, well, the, the Battle Network games were on the Advance, right? But this specific game was a spinoff game of the spinoff series, and it was released on the GameCube. A lot of people actually dismissed it immediately. I was almost one of them, but this is one of the few cases where I am glad that I was unable to return a game (laughs) because I had to force myself to give it a try. And what happens is you accept the fact that this is not a typical Mega Man game and that to play the game well, you have to understand how to use chips properly. So you build a good chip deck, you start attacking guys with their weaknesses, and you don't rely on the buster so much until eventually you, of course, can because you power it up. But... 
the game has a steep learning curve because of this chip system, and that learning curve turned a lot of people away because they expected running gun Mega Man style gameplay. Right, right, right. So, uh, but Battle Network wasn't running gun either, right? It was like a strategy. Yeah, but that was more of an RPG style gameplay. When you use the chips in the same way, where you preload Mega Man with a bunch of chips, and in battle you can select them from a deck, deck <laughs> chip deck. And uh, use them in combat, and there's cool. a cooldown and all that stuff. Huh. So it's, not gonna say it's like a hybrid of the two styles, and a lot of people wasn't expecting that. But hey, this is this is old Perny telling you, <laughs> locate this game, give it a go. I don't think you'll be disappointed if you appreciate Mega Man games. When he calls himself old Perny, I think it's important that we listen. Don't thank you. Like that, that, mean, that means that means it's uh it's important to him. An old man's saying something. That's basically what you're getting right. Everyone there. gather around. Pernell's trying to say something. <laughs> I took place in 1992. Um, I was an old, I was an old whippersnapper at the ripe age of 20 something. Do you remember back in 2001 when the internet caught fire? I was there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> old Al Gore said he could do something about it, but. He, Quite frankly, he didn't have the cojones to do anything. You know, actually, recently, I was, um, I thought I would, I was just really curious, and I went online looking for old archives from America Online. And not like www.aol.com. I'm talking like the original America Online. Like, you get it from a disc and you install it, and it was all like window based and stuff. Oh, mercy. And there's a lot of stuff out there, and there's like there's like a whole like group of people trying to like decode it because apparently a lot of this data is just living out there on servers, just like not being used. Like half half of the network stuff is all screwed up, but it's just out there, it's sitting out there. Let's be honest; they just want to read those old unfiltered forums before the days of actual <laughs> well, they, you know policing of content. Well, they used to have um, uh, a file. Um, this is totally off the topic but they used to have these file collections you can like upload uh, files for, like for music and, and I used to write um, demo scene like like uh, file tracker music back when I was like a teenager and and upload it there and then people would, like would rate them and stuff and I was like oh I got like six ratings on a song I made you know and I was like that's really cool you uh, see this this guy hates when I call him rhythm of the rhythm pixels but, moniker but listen to this I, story I was like I would never be able to find this again because I uploaded it to America Online and that was gone forever and it was probably exist on like those little three and a quarter like, floppy disk things <laughs> and they're probably all like in a fire somewhere so I don't know <laughs> there exists there's somewhere within Centralia where they go to you know discard old technical records yeah so I'm like wonder if I can get out there and like track it down. I wonder if like if there's archives of this stuff. And there is. There's the Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine. It's out there. And you're gonna find it. I'm, I don't know. I might find something. I, I I might pull my hand away from it. Well, remove that. Take out that digi shovel and get the digi digging. Check it out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking. I'm, this I think might be a little weekend project. Um, let's keep on with the music. I'm going to my final track. This is Fire Scramble from the classic Gradius 3 for the Super Nintendo. Shooter kick! Yeah, a lot of shooters for me. <laughs> I play a lot of shooter music. I'll, yeah, I'll, I chose Mega Man! Yeah, that's alright. We, we got this. We'll bring it around.
Welcome back. You're listening to Fire Scramble from the game Gradius 3 for the Super Nintendo by Kazuki Mirioka, Kazuhiko Uehara, Harumi Ueko, and Yuki Morimoto. And yeah, me and Pranel were like, I don't think either of us got this far in Gradius 3 because that game is tough. This game is ridiculously impossible. Like, I, I bought it. I have it at home. It's on the shelf and everything. Not the Super Nintendo version, though. I have it on the PS2, I think, on the collection disc. I have never heard this track before. I like um, I like looking at the soundtrack and being like, yep, never made it there, never made it there, never made it there. Gradius is a devious series, though, because the way they're designed, it's like, I mean, the truly best players don't have this problem, but I'm talking the mediocre average to low medium tier. Yeah. The way it's designed is that you start the first level and you get everything you can to jack up your ship you get the perfect level of speed, everything, and then you're not allowed to die ever. Yeah, once you die, all those power-ups are gone. You start the level over again, which is fine. You start from the beginning. Oh, no, no, that's the problem. You don't. It's like they do it in this way where it's like, let's say stage one, right? Okay. Oh, I thought you started from the beginning of the stage. Oh, oh no. there's, there's a waypoint. <laughs> they have midpoints and everything. Oh, so that's They have right. a knack for starting you in points where you're, you have no bonuses and you already need them just to dodge crit. Yeah, I'm remembering that section with all the bubbles. And so, like, as you break down, you shoot a bubble and it breaks into two, and you shoot that and it breaks into another two. But there's a section, like, like as the further along you get, you're just, the screen's covered in stuff. But, like, you got laser or you've got other power-ups to get through it. And they chisel right through them. And but... then you die, and then you come back, and you're immediately surrounded by all these bubbles again. Yeah, and it drives you crazy. Um, but this is one of those Super Nintendo games that really taxed the system. I remember like that section specifically that would really horrible slowdown. Which is amazing because that was also when the system first came out too. So it was like they were going for the gusto right from the start. Yeah, I really so think so. Well, this, this, this is an arcade port, so this was, was originally arcade. Ah, so that yeah. probably is a heavy. Probably plays a heavy, you know, role in why it was so taxing on yeah, the machine. I think so. But the, I love the orchestra hits. The orchestra hits equals fire. Uh, you can't can't go wrong with the Gradius music I I really love the stuff I I have to agree with you on that Gradius is a it's a staple series like I actually kind of miss it because we haven't seen one since Gradius 5 which was Treasure actually oh yeah that was on 360 right Mm -mm. no it was it uh, was PS2 oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I'm trying to think of the game you might be thinking about on the 360 um are you thinking about Odomedius uh, Which was like the greatest game, but instead of being ships, it's women as ships. And that might not, I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Ah, uh, okay. But that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Cause I'm I'll have to look up. I might be thinking of what you're talking about, and I must have maybe mistaken it for something else. But we'll, we'll take a look. Yeah, because I'm curious. We got to know. We'll take a look together. All right. World must know. But let's move on out of the fire and into the flames. The flames! <laughs> Bringing the track all the way down. And now we can get into the final part of our show called the bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round part of the show is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on today's theme. We try to showcase some of the great video game cover band remix artists out there that we like and just hope you enjoy it. So, Pernell, what you got for us? Hmm. Well, it was a little bit of a running bit to try to locate this track because as a lot of the fans here know for some reason for all the great music i like listening to i have a bit of a rough time finding it when the time <laughs> comes to play it but stumble and toss around i did found some sweetest jig i did i loved it <laughs> and what i came across was an interesting guy who goes by the ridiculously awesome name of stone mcknuckle love it he's swedish <laughs> you're gonna hear it and the track that I selected is a remix of the Area 7 theme from right. Blaster Master, which is a fire stage. Yes, it is. And the track is called Blaster Force.
Oh, my God. That was Blaster Master Area 7, Blaster Force by Stone McNuckle. That was awesome. You got to check this guy's music out. He's done covers from all the way stuff from Top Gun for the NES. He did Einhander, which is an amazing space shooter for the PlayStation 1. That was really cool. I was pretty much over his shredding, and it got to the point <laughs> as I was talking to Rob while I was playing where I kind of lost where he even was anymore. Yeah, and it was, just kind of caught up in all the crazy. Yeah, he had like the, he had the tune, the melody from the, the from the stage, and then like the boss music kind of came in, and then he just kind of went off and went on his own thing. I was I loved it. I loved every minute of that. It's a good choice. I'm glad I came across it. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, and now we have a new dude to check out. Yes, yes. And, I, and how can you not enjoy telling people, who you listen to? Stone McNuckle. Stone McNuckle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just an awesome thing to even proclaim. Stone McNuckle. It's not something lame like, you know, you know, Sleep McLazy or, you know, Baron Von Slackalack. I like Sleep sleep McLazy. Yeah, but this is Stone McNuckle. Yeah. Power. <laughs> this is Slip. All right, so let's. Um, this is this is an episode where you and I are both going to pick rock tracks. So I'm playing the Megas. Um, I think I played the Megas for the Waters levels. This is Heat Man. This is called Man on Fire. Now I'm almost sad you didn't pick this for like the Megas for the the winter stage. You could have had a full on seasonal Mega outburst. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think I had that album then. I, I think I think this show kind of brought me out to to listen to it. Ah, well, there you go, Megas. <laughs> Man on. Fire. Forged from flame and crimson stone In robot hell
That was Man on Fire by the Megas, the Heat Man stage from Mega Man 2. That's that's probably, I'm going to say my second favorite track on that album. And the album is called Get Equipped. And it's just all, it's every, every song from Mega Man 2. It's just good. It's certain, it's like, it's such a weird feeling for me because like, Certain tracks, each track, as Rob points out, is like they have each, they each have different vibes, and they kind of use them to kind of get the essence of what the robot master they feel would give off. Yeah, like, like, every every one is like a, every song is like a story from that robot's perspective, and this one's all about like burning up uh, Mega Man, you know. And I just love uh, this is the meltdown of your desire. Like, it's just so over the top. I love it. Oh, yeah. I do love the over the top aspect. It's just, there's certain, just like, there's so, there's like wavering levels. Like, there's certain chapters like, this is okay. Certain chapters like, this is good. And there's chapters like, holy crap! <laughs> this is my jam! And uh, that's what that felt like. I think the Mega Man 3 track series that they did like this was the same way for me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of like, there, there, there's some I, I, I feel definitely more than others. We probably have like, Differing taste on that one too. Yeah, that, that might that's be a, a, one random thing just to kind of drop a list. Like, man, maybe not have the actual tracks all get played because it's like the Megas episode, but have like a list. Like, okay, what are your tracks that you like? <laughs> just to see if we, any of them match up. That yeah, could be I fun. like a lot of them. But yeah, the Mega Man Three album. It's a double album. Um, history repeating blue and red. So they do like some of the uh, the Pro Demand stuff on one, and then they do stuff from the Mega Man's perspective on the other one, mm. which is a pretty cool idea. So for more information on the artist focused on today's bonus round portion of the show, check out the website, rhythmandpixels.com. Dot com. Dot com. Mm. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us today on episode 4-3 of Rhythm and Pixels, our focus on fire level music. God, this was a hot episode. That's a very hot episode. In more ways than one, we melted your face off, and our faces are just melting, melting right now. <laughs> just melting away. <laughs> it was worth it, though. It was worth it. I mean, it just goes to show you that when we do an episode thing, we go all in. It's a fun fact. When we did the water episode, his living room was flooded. Yes, we flooded the whole house just to get the full effect. And in this one, for now, I purposefully destroyed my air conditioner. I knew it! I <laughs> knew it! I was thinking he... What if? But I know you're a man of passion. <laughs> All the way. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I had, a, uh, I had a great time picking out tracks for today. And for next episode, we're talking about, what, maybe boss music? I had another thought, too, but we can toss it over next week. It could be boss themes... Mechanical, ooh, that's a cool could idea. Be one mechanical, um, but then that like it could be those two, or who knows, maybe something else could pop up. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it maybe over the weekend, and then uh, we'll get into it. So, to tune in for that four dash four, who knows? Question marks, right? <laughs> Stay tuned. It's like a question block, and you gotta you gotta download the episode and figure out what it is. I like that. Actually, that reminds me. Um, I know that some um, listeners on Facebook. Um, or potential listeners on potential listeners on Facebook. Um, they want to be able to download the show. So um, on future episodes, I'm going to have a uh, download uh, link so you can download the full MP3 to uh, wherever you're going to listen to. And I think I'm going to probably add it to past episodes. So if you're on iTunes, you might get um, updates from past episodes. Don't worry. It's just me adding links to the show. That's pretty slick. Um, it's going to take a bit of time, so it's not going to all happen right away. And I apologize for that. Um, I know that everyone gets their media differently well at the same time we're we're an up-and-coming fledgling sort of dealie yeah we got to learn somehow right you know so. yeah just, just trying to trying to trying to do just trying to uh listen to our listeners oh a little ah. reverse there <laughs> ah. so um if you want to contact us if you got ideas for shows um if you have any um questions for us you'd like to, to hear us answer them on the air or you know be silly um Send us an email. Rhythm and pixels 
at hotmail.com. Hot! <laughs> That's hotmail. <laughs> yes. Um, also, if you want a full track listing, information about the show, information about the artists, um, or if you also want to like leave comments for us on specific episodes, check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. That one's easy. Um, I'll, and hey, uh, if you want to contact us through Facebook, facebook.com slash rhythmandpixels. Twitter, um, pretty active on Twitter. It's at rhythmandpixels. And um, yeah, we're on um, Instagram. You know, I'm just, you know, again, just showing y'all, showing off pictures of my cats and maybe uh, some classic games that we're playing. Or um, I think I was just posting up pictures of too many games. I was not too many games, uh, uh, awesome games done quick. And I got to get more into that too, because like I have a habit where I'm like, I'll be listening to music at work or something. I'm like, man, I should be talking about some stuff on the thread. And I'm like, but this table needs to be rewritten, and I'm really lazy. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I like... Gotta have those post-it notes right by you, man. Just write them all down. I really do need to do that. And I want to engage more with you know, listeners. I want to talk to what you guys, what you're talking about, what you want to hear, what do you think? Yeah, Pernell wants to get to know you. Get to know all. <laughs> nobody. All right, so uh, so tune in next week for episode 4-3 of... No, this is episode 4-3. Tune in next week for episode 4-4 of the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I have been and will continue to be Rob Nichols. And I am a puddle on the floor, also known as Purnell. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good night. It is so hot that I don't even have a quote right now. But I might do two next week. I can double up on that. I might just double down. All right. Some like it hot. Some not so hot. Not so hot. Some like it just right. But at the end, it's all about finding what's hot enough for you. But sometimes you might just want to spice up a little extra hot and force it to another person <laughs> like because sometimes they need that tolerance boost that only you can provide. Help them out. Help each other. God is hot. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, I just like keep recording. Like. <laughs> <laughs>